0: Napa know how. At Napa Auto Care Centers, you'll get a $75 prepaid Visa card when you spend $250 on Napa brake parts, which is cause to celebrate. Because normally the sound of screeching brakes means your bank account's about to take a hit. But getting $75 back makes that hit not so bad. Quality parts installed by the pros. That's Napa know-how. Know At participating Napa Auto Care Centers. Exclusions apply. Offer ends six thirty nineteen. 19
1: Welcome to the Tour Junkies Fantasy Golf Podcast presented by the number one golf app in the business, 18 birdies. This is the FedEx St. Jude Classic. Let's get going. What's up, golf addicts? David Barnett here of the Tour Junkies. Thanks for downloading this week's podcast for the FedEx St. Jude Classic. We're a day late here just because we wanted to see everyone who with Drew today due to the U.S. Open qualifier. So we're going to deliver a fantastic podcast for you tonight. We give you our picks, our fades, our sleepers. We're going to talk some GPP strategy. We give you some cash plays. We give you some guys that we think are values over on Fantasy Draft. It's just a good time. We're going to talk about the member guest event that me and Pat have coming up and the things that I am most afraid of going into the week. You're going to want to pay attention to that. We're going to tell you how you can win a brand-new, tailor-made driver in the wrapper free from us. It's very, very simple, so you can check that out. And, uh, yeah, it's a good show. We have a good time. Hope you guys enjoy it. As always, we are presented by 18 Birdies. 18 Birdies is a, an all-encompassing golf app. If you've not checked it out, you need to. They sponsor some of the greatest folks in the game of golf, uh, including Tony Finau, Paige Baranek, um, Wesley Bryan, all kind of great athletes and personalities and if you download the app and use promo code tour junkies all one word you get one free year of premium access that's one free year of premium access at 18 birdies it's an incredible value we highly recommend you guys check it out there's no commitments after that either so i think you'll find it worth your while for now enjoy the podcast for the fedex saint jude classic hope you guys have some green screen disease this week let's get to it What's going on, golf addicts? It is FedEx Saint Jude Classic Week. And the tour junkies are here. I'm 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 your guy, DB, David Barnett, not douchebag. I got Pat Perry here with me. PP, not the not your pecker, but Pat Perry.
2: How you doing, Pat? <laughs> I'm good. Coming yeah. at you on a Tuesday. Or Tuesday night this week. A little delay. Coming up on a Tuesday. Yep. Little
1: delay. Um but I'm glad reason. we did it. And in, in looking back, yeah, I'm glad we did it. We decided to release this a day later, knowing that many would be withdrawing from the FedEx St. Jude Classic as the longest day in golf qualifier for the U.S. Open occurred yesterday. So we decided to wait. We do not want to give you guys a bunch of picks that maybe end up getting, you know, may, maybe end up withdrawing. And then we're getting hit with all these messages and tweets and emails about Hey, you said you liked Adam Scott. Now what are you going to do? Like, So this way we have it all mapped out. Who's withdrawn? And it's Tuesday night. We've even had a, a chance to look at fansharesports.com a little bit and, and cop some ownership. We'll talk a little bit about that. We're going to make it a good show. We're going to make it a good show, but uh, we're excited about next week because next week is the U.S. Open from Shinnecock Hills. It's going to be a good one. I'm excited about it. There are a lot of big names ready to go. Me and Pat are going to have a fantastic podcast for you next week, as well as some other content. So you'll definitely want to be sure to tune in for that. Um, quick recap, though, of last week: Pat, um, Bryson Deshambo in a playoff with uh, Kyle Stanley and Benny On. Um, we were, but we were on all three of them. I think uh, I don't know if we were on Stanley as much. We were on On and Deshambo. I know that. So uh it was a decent week. It was a good good tournament to watch. The memorial's a good time. Bryson DeChambeau continues to be an elite ball striker and um is do is getting it done with with that. He's not putting that great. He's just getting it done with that.
2: But it was it was a good
1: tournament. And um yeah.
2: Any yeah. other comments on that? No, I mean I think it's just DeShambeaux he's shown it all year. I mean, this guy is playing uh he's one of the better players in the world right now if you think about it i mean he's he's just every week he's he's getting into contention and you know what i think we're gonna see him like it or not we're gonna see him in paris at the Ryder cup i have a i I just don't see how he's not gonna be on the team but i think he i think he will
1: don't you think that'll be interesting i don't know i mean that, that you know that's something i'm glad you brought that up i mean that's something I'm starting to look at. You have to start weighing Ryder Cup points around this time of year. We might be a little early, but I'm telling you that PGA tour players and European tour players on the fringe of the current Ryder Cup standings are taking a look at that. So it is something that you start to look at as we get closer to, you know, closer to August, September. Um and some of these some of these events guys are starting to think about where their Ryder Cup ranking is and um there's motive, there's extra motivation there so and of course me and Pat will be there which is awesome we are going to be in Paris we've mentioned that before also we have some phenomenal Ryder Cup swag that we are preparing for the tourjunkies.com shop that is going to blow your mind it is. I just can't even wait. We will have very few limited availability, but you will want to get this. I'm excited about it. Super excited about it. So there you go. Um, Pat, I, I, I'm trying to think, you know, w- you know, this is a big week for us. We have the member guest, my member guest at Champions Retreat is it starts, What well, we have a practice round Thursday evening along with the Calcutta, and uh, then Friday and Saturday, five nine-hole matches, team tour junkies, me and Pat Perry. We, ha- we don't have our flights yet. I don't know what flight we're in, um, but it's going to be a great time. You guys really need to track us on Instagram. That's where we're going to be living most of the, most of the time. We're going to be on Instagram doing IG stories. It should be a really good time. Um, we're going to do our best, and we're going to have a good time. Uh, Champion to Treat, i gotta, I got I to say, is a pretty phenomenal track. It's in great shape, and it is hosting the first ever Augusta National Women's World Amateur event next year, the first two rounds hosted by the Augusta National at Champion to Treat. That's where me and Pat will be. Um, it's going to be a good time, Pat. Are you are you ready for that? Have you been Have you been getting the game in shape? I've been getting the game in shape.
2: Yeah, I know you have high expectations. As a matter of fact, when we talked earlier this week, here's how I know you have high expectations. We were talking about practice rounds and things like that, and you started mentioning getting sight lines, and I'm sitting here thinking, Whoa. <laughs> sight yeah, lines. I might, okay, I might have gone a little over. Sight lines that. That might be a little much. Might be Man. a little much. <laughs> I didn't know. I mean, I know this is a major, but geez. We're, I mean, uh, you know but here's the thing I will say this I saw a friend uh over the weekend who played champions and the national last week he works he works at the tournament uh for the masters so they get to play um after you know a few weeks after the, the tournament and he said that champions, their greens were rolling quicker than the national. He talked about how it just yeah. an absolute fantastic shape it's in. So I can't wait for that. I love playing on a course like champions in great shape, fast greens. Uh, very much looking forward to it. Do feel a little bit of pressure. Um, but I feel like yeah. the game's getting there. It's coming around. It's coming around. I don't know about my sight lines. I guess I'll see where, where that <laughs> falls when we get there. But, uh, yeah.
1: It may, may have been a little much. I mean – Listen, I I don't think you and I can win this thing, you know. But I do think we can win our flight, and and a lot of money goes to the winners of each flight. So I think we could win our flight and get to the shootout. But I do think in the shootout we would we're we're going to get hammered. There's a lot of good players at this. It's alternate shot too,
2: which it is alternate shot. We might end up if we uh, like if if it's anything like the podcast. And we're not, you know, something goes wrong. We could get a fist fight or something. I'm
1: just thinking alternate shot with me and you would be like Bubba Watson pairing with Ken Duke on (laughs) alternate shot. And, like, if you had to hit a tee shot, I'm sitting there in a par four that I normally have, like 160 in, and I'm looking at, like, 210, and I'm like, what the actual hell is going on here with this tee shot of yours, Ken? Yeah, It would be like Bubba, Bubba <laughs> and Ken Duke. Um, but, yeah, so like, I don't have high hopes if we make it to the shootout. But if we make it to the shootout, we know we've already won some money, so that's good. You know, a couple of key questions in the air for me right now this week going into my very first major as a member at Champions is, you know, number one, what do I wear? You know, I'm really concerned about my outfits. Are you going to put out the the, the
2: script?
1: Yeah, I am going to put out the script. I'm pretty close to nailing it down. I will guarantee you it will involve involve some bad birdie golf. Um, It will involve some of that. It's going to involve the Air Jordans both days. I'm going to wear Air Jordans both days. They're just the best golf shoes I've ever owned. So the scripting is going to be key. For me. Um, and then, Pat, I think you should put out your scripting as well.
2: I'll put out uh, my scripting. It'll be very different, but I'm going to put it out. Um, yeah. I'm going to so, be me. I'm going to do, do me this sure. week. Yeah, uh, I need you to. Yeah.
1: that That's one question I have. Another question I have leading into, that, into this tournament is, you know, um, you and I are somewhat concerned about the Calcutta Thursday night because if someone buys our team, we have to split it. We have to pay half of whatever we get we get bought for. Very concerned about And I'm just slightly that. concerned that it, that someone in a drunken decision, poor judgment, is going to think that Team Tour Junkies is worth like three or four grand, and then me and Pat got to come up with some cash to buy into half of that. I'm really hoping that doesn't happen. We'll be we'll be on Instagram, maybe, uh, maybe. Um, showing that we'll, we'll let you know what happens there, and then obviously there's the on the encore stuff, right? There's the game, right? My, the question marks for me right now are basically off the tee. I, I really need to to keep it in the short grass and out of out of bounds. Um, and then after that, it's really my iron play. My iron play's been less than less than par lately, so I really need to be careful of that. And then after that, it's really my short game with my chipping uh, around the greens. And then after that, it's really my putting. So. Uh, That's kind of what I'm focused on, and I have some question marks about next week. But all in all, uh, it it, it should be good. I'm also worried about offending people um, with music. Obviously, we've talked about this before on the podcast. I plan on asking every group that we play with if if it's okay if we have some music going. And if not, totally fine. Uh, I do plan on tucking my shirt in all week, so no concerns there. And finally, I'm I'm somewhat concerned about you, Pat. I, I just don't need you to embarrass me this week. So I need you to, I, and I don't just mean on the golf course. No, I, I mean know what you off you mean. The golf course. I think, yeah.
2: I think you 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 know where I probably am going to you know stand on the golf course. You know, yeah. we've played a lot of golf together. I've I've been pretty, uh, you know. I've been an upstanding citizen when it comes to on the golf course. Now off the golf course can get questionable. Uh, I'm a little <laughs> yeah. nervous. I'm a little nervous about that as well. As a matter of fact, I'm more nervous about that than my golf games. So I just gotta keep. Okay. I gotta just keep me in check. You know, everything's gonna be good. I'm excited. Um, we need a safe word for you. Like we need yeah. a safe word
1: that when you hear that word, it's like you're It's like. But it it's can't like like be a word you're... that I'm offended. Like it's gonna make me mad. It needs to be That's something fine. like yeah, but c- the, the calming is word when you... like
2: like. Um, White dove or something. (laughs) (laughs) The
1: problem is when you get hammered, you get mad at anything and everything. You and your brother, when y'all get hammered, you go from like... Lou Ferrigno to like the Incredible Hulk. So, in like so we need to recognize that if it's coming at some point, it won't happen on the golf course. But I know, but that's what I'm saying. I need a safe word. That it's it's like when you go to a when you go to a hypnotist show and they hypnotize somebody, and as soon as you say something, they're going to come out of it. Like I need you to. I need it to I need it to be a word that penetrates your ear holes, gets to that little brain of yours, and goes to that little section that is the last remaining wrinkle and synapse of logic you have firing in your brain when you are hammered. To say, okay, now I need to stop.
2: Yes, and I think if you don't catch it, then I'm just going to have to hit you in the face. No, see, I don't want that to happen. So let's just go. (laughs) Let's go back to the safe word. Let's not even talk about. So maybe, maybe the the listeners out there can, you know, if they follow us on Twitter, they can give us a a good safe word. But I agree. I think it needs to be something where it it hits right in the inner soul, where I'm like the last ounce of just (laughs) rationalism. And, you know, the rationalism, is that a word? I don't know, but it sounds like it is. Yeah, it does sound good. So, sounds like it could work. Yeah, that's I agree. Safe word. Okay. That's a good, good policy to have. Um, the game's good, though. I feel like, I, I you know, here's the thing. I, I'm I'm probably going to hit some fairways. You know, when you only hit it a max, like 240 to 250 off the tee, when you have a, if you can at least hit a proper angle, you really don't have, I mean, you just, you can't hit it far enough to be in a bunch of trouble anyway, right? That's true. Yes, so very true. That's where mm-hmm. I feel like the game's at right now. And um, putting well, putting well, and, you know, I'm always good off, you know, strokes gained around the green. That's a Yeah, you're good. you're good at that. Yeah. So. All right. Um, speaking of golf game, if you would like to win
1: a brand new Taylor May driver in the shrink wrap, we will ship it to you. We talked about this on the podcast last week, as well as the Tony Finau interview that we posted we have two deals going on for you with two different bookies that we've started working with. MyBookie.ag is one that we've been working with for a long time. And then Bookmaker.eu is a new one for us. We've also been enjoying ourselves over on Bookmaker. And we posted an article last week on TourJunkies.com under One Groove Low, a great example of why you need to have more than one book. You need to shop the numbers. And MyBookie and Bookmaker are two great pairings because it seems like MyBookie really has, has better odds in the long shots and then bookmaker has better odds than some of those mid-tier guys Uh, they both bring different things to the table uh in terms of better you know online mobile experiences Bookmaker's been around for a long time. They take big money on matchups, and uh, it's just good stuff. You you can actually – I did confirm this yesterday too. You can parlay other sports with round-by-round matchups over on bookmaker.eu. So if you like to do that, you can do that. You can't do it on the outright, but you can do it on the round-by-round matchups. So that's that's out there for you. We're going to draw at the end of June. So you have to have signed up for a MyBookie or Bookmaker account by the end of June, and you have to make the minimum fifty dollar deposit um, in either one of those accounts to to get into the TaylorMade Driver contest. And just shoot us an email info at tourjunkies.com, with your account number, myBookie and or bookmaker account number, and just let us know you did it, and you can get into the uh, you can get into that contest. Um, if you go to MyBookie.ag... The promo code is Junkies, all one word. You get the 50% deposit bonus. You have to make sure you do that or you're not going to get credit for it. And then bookmaker.eu slash TourJunkies is the website. bookmaker.eu slash TourJunkies. And uh, there you go. That'll that'll set you up there. So if you want to hook that up, you can do that. You also get a cash bonus on Bookmaker. So up to $1,000 on your first deposit. And then you get a cash bonus again every deposit after. So that's what you're getting on Bookmaker. So check that out. We'll try to put up another article um, maybe this week, but probably not. We'll definitely have something for the U.S. Open next week, a betting preview, something like that. Um, I know a couple of you guys won some money on Bryson DeChambeau this past week. You sent us uh, some screenshots. So, well done. Well done. And now it's legal. So, haha, yes, it's going to be legal. We're excited. All right, Pat, uh, I think that's it. Let's... Let's get into uh, let's get into the FedEx St Jude Classic, buddy. Why don't you hit us with the course breakdown, and then we're going to talk some key stats, strategy. We, we've got some ownership data I've got pulled up here on FanshareSports.com. I want to go through a little bit of that since it's Tuesday night. We don't normally have that. I want to implement that in the show tonight. Going to talk some
2: fantasy draft picks as well as DraftKings. So uh, let's let's get to it. All right, so yeah, we are at the FedEx St. Jude Classic this week in Memphis, Tennessee at TPC Southwind playing just over 7,200 yards. It's a par 70, actually one of the longer par 70s on tour. And this course typically plays as one of the hardest courses on tour year in and year out, and they've played here since 1989. So Long time on this course. It's a great just old-fashioned course. Um, you got Bermuda greens out here. They should be in incredible shape. Um, they're smaller than average greens on tour, kind of like we saw a few a couple weeks ago here at Colonial. Um I think they'll run quick, but it's you know it's it's not gonna be like super fast on these Bermuda greens. I, I think it'll just be kind of normal tour speed. You got Zoysia Fairways with Bermuda Rough. Um you know, several of the holes out here, I think the players are going to club down. Um, actually, in 11 holes out here have water. Um, so there are a lot of hazards. Um, that is important to note. I mean, this course absolutely just eats up water balls. I think it's actually one of the most on tour as far as balls going in the water. I think this does mean you are going to have to be pretty accurate off the tee to avoid those hazards. And the Bermuda rough that I mentioned, because you never really know what you're going to get out of that rough. You can get a flyer lie. You may not get a flyer live, but still, it's, you know, and we're not going to get a whole lot of rain, which could be, which could be a factor in that area, but I do think it's important that driving accuracy is key. Um, now, you can be aggressive, and you can be rewarded by being aggressive, so, and that means with your length, um, and if the weather holds, and you get this kind of dry course that I think we're going to have, I think there can, you should put a little bit of weight in length, but... I'm gonna be weighing driving accuracy more. If you look at the par fives, we got two par fives here. Those are holes three and 16. Both are reachable. Number three though does have some risk reward because there's water all down the right side of the green. So you are going to have to, um, you know, if you if you're going to play that second shot into the green, um, I, I would not be surprised to see a lot of water balls there. You got four par, par threes. The longest is playing about 240 yards, but it's a downhill downhill shot coming off an elevated tee. The shortest is 162 yard par. Uh, the the 11th hole, which is kind of an island style green, it's it's. You know, they say it's similar to like TPC Sawgrass, but it's actually a little bit smaller. Um, So not quite as big of a green as you see at Sawgrass. And then 12 par 4s here, 7 are playing between 450 and 500 yards, so pretty decent length there. Looking at past champs, you have Daniel Berger back-to-back in 2017 and sixteen. Uh, In 16, Mickelson was second to him, which is important because actually um, in 2013, when Harris English won, Mickelson was also second. He has incredible course history here. 2015, you had Selena's daddy. Fabi- Fabian Gomez as the Samina's winner. Samina's daddy. Ben Crane in 2014. I mentioned English in 2013. And then looking back all the way to 2012, you got DJ who won here. So there's a little bit of a length um, guy that, you know, or a little bit of a length, a lot of a length guy that could uh, bomb it a out here. A lot of a length. A lot of a, a lot length. That sounds length. weird,
1: doesn't it? Interesting. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, very much so, which is why I stopped you.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. um Looking at stats, I do think course history is obviously important. You look at a guy like Berger winning back-to-back, recent form, strokes gained off the tee, driving accuracy for me, strokes gained approach, scrambling, and proximity with these small greens. Um, I do want to note a few things that I noticed just looking at the last three years at this tournament, so 17, 16, and 15. Uh, As far as – uh, like proximity was concerned, Berger was seventh in 2017, fifth and 16, and ninth. And Fabian Gomez was ninth and 15. So I think that tells you a little bit about proximity. Also, strokes gained approach. You had Daniel Berger 12th last year, first in 16, and then Fabian Gomez was first and also in 16. So if that tells you anything, you know that is obviously an important stat year in and year out. Um, another one that, that I looked at as well would be, um, uh, you know, what was I looking at? Damn it. I lost lost track of what I was looking at. All right. Go ahead, David. Wow. You follow me up. Um, (laughs)
1: Yeah, so I think it's I think it's a, a ball striker's golf course to me. It's strokes gained approach and strokes. I'm looking at strokes gained off the tee. I like a little bit of distance. Um, I'm not going to pigeonhole just to accuracy or just to distance. I do
2: think that, that's one those, what I was thinking of. By the way, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I strokes think gained one of off those, the tee. Looking at the last three years, Berger was third in 17, fifth in, in 16, and then Fabian Gomez was seventh in 2015. Yeah, so I think
1: I think any kind of guy can can come play well here. I mean, Gomez is not a bomber whatsoever. No, no, but an accurate, very accurate off the very team. Very accurate, yeah. So I, I think it opens itself up when when you look at guys who have played really well here in in the last five years and gaining strokes, not just winners. You see a lot of guys, a lot of short knockers in there that just you know beat fairways to death. So I think that's that's very possible. Um, you know, here's here I want to talk about this. It's the week before a major. It's a really crappy tournament, a, a crappy field. Um, it's not horrible. We, I think we've probably seen worse. Actually, I but think it's, it's better. Th- I may disagree. I think it's better than you think. I'm saying we've I, we we have seen worse this year, but it, it's it's not a great field. Um, everyone's thinking about Shinnecock. You know, contest sizes are down. All this kind of stuff. So for me, I, I'm probably still going to play the same amount of bankroll I normally play. Um, I'm, not, I'm not advising that. I do think for me, uh, I'm just going to say this. This is just me personally, Pat. I'm feeling kind of frisky this week. I'm feeling a little frisky. I feel like this is my week to really hammer some GPPs um, and go with some gut plays, if you will. Mm -hmm. and look at some fact you know i I looked at guys who've already qualified for the open i'm kind of considering some of that you know a couple years ago you had dj withdraw after nine holes um citing a wrist injury he was at chambers bay like six hours later practicing and then almost won i'm not saying anybody's going to do that i'm just saying this could be an event where weird stuff happens so um i i'm looking at guys who who maybe Have a little more, a little extra motivation to play. Not that I'm not going to play guys who have qualified for the Open, but I'm looking at guys who have a little more extra motivation to play. Guys who maybe haven't won yet on the PGA Tour. um, Guys who are looking for that breakthrough. Guys who are looking to rack up, you know, FedEx Cup points, all that kind of stuff. A little extra motivation, they may be taking it, you know, up a notch this week. Um, That's just that's just me. I do think, real quick, we need to hit some of the key withdrawals so far. Uh, I'm not going to hit all of them, but just the key ones so far are Adam Scott, Keegan Bradley, Russell Knox, Ali Schneiderjans, Lucas Glover. Um, who else? Did you say Patrick Pat, Rogers? Patent Kazire, Patrick Rogers. Yeah. So those are those are kind of your key guys who have withdrawn um, to this point, and I think that's probably all we're, all we're going to see. So there you go. All right, let's um let's talk through this. Let's talk through this top tier, the ten k and above range. DJ Brooks, Phil Stinson, and back to back champion Daniel Berger. I'm going to go through. Fan- I'm going to give you guys who have never had access to FanshareSports.com, which you should, and you need to go in there and subscribe right now. Especially as uh, major championship season is is here and in full effect, you're going to have two majors in the next month. I think you need to do it, but um. On Tuesday night, since we have some data in here, and that's what these guys do, is they curate all the data from around the DFS industry and talk about who's uh, who's getting talked up. I want to go through that a little bit because I think this is a, a good edge for you GPP players um, if you're interested in GPPs and, and you, you got to have an ownership angle. That's kind of what I mean when I say I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm ready to risk it a little bit. I'm gonna risk it for the biscuit this week. <laughs> um, I'm gonna get a little cray cray for this week. So uh, Dustin Johnson comes in currently as the second um, highest in a start ranking. So Fanshare also labels these guys as starts and sits. So people who say start them, people who say sit them. Currently, he is second on the list in starts, and um, Phil is third. Brooks is one, two, three, four, five, sixth. Um, let's see. Stenson and Berger left. Stenson is 10th t- uh, on that list. So that means Berger's going to come in projected maybe as the lowest owned guy. Uh, he comes in as 11, 12, 13th, the 14th um, in, in overall sit ranking. Um, I mean, start ranking. So. It looks to be DJ and Phil are the chalk. Um, Kepka and Stenson are going to be you know pretty decently owned. Berger might be a value. I don't like the form on Berger right now. Uh, just not a huge fan. I'm probably going to have some Henrik Stenson. That's who I like here. He doesn't have a lot of course history here, any at all, actually. Um, but he's in great form right now. Um, it just seems like a good track for him. He can pound that three-wood, ball striker. He's played really well lately, and I – He's been known as to be somewhat of a withdrawal risk in the past, but I think there's obviously a clear reason why, for whatever reason, he decided to play this tournament and he's never played it. He doesn't normally play uh, this week, and I just kind of like the value, you know? Um, so that that's really the only guy I've got. I mean, I'm a little tempted to play DJ, but with the pricing down here and and some of the other guys down low I'm just I'm not going to get that that's not where I'm going to risk it is super down low but I think Stenson's my guy. What Let, what say you in the 10k and above range?
2: So Stenson's the only guy you really like? I mean with yeah. a little bit of DJ? Yeah, a little bit of DJ, yeah. Well, I, I agree with you on DJ. I think that that it's hard to avoid having a little bit of him, especially just you know, he checks the box and approach off the tee. Um so I think that he's he's definitely a good play, but I really am focusing in here in this grouping on Stenson and then Mickelson. And I know if you look at Mickelson, Mickelson as far as the stats are concerned, it's, it doesn't really jump out as you at you as being like a great pick, but he has just absolute fantastic course history here. I mean, you look at just the last five years; he's finished ninth, second, third, eleventh, second. So it, he's gained fifty-five strokes on the field, and there's a reason that he plays these tournaments. He loves playing the week before a major, and he typically plays well. He's won several times a week before a major. So I think that, and he's mentioned that this is a course that he loves playing. It's it's one of the, to me, it's one of the more you know underrated courses on tour, uh, and I think just because of where it comes in the schedule right now. Now this is going to be a World Golf Event coming up next year, so. You know our World Golf Championship event coming up next year, so it'll be a little bit different. And I think people will really understand how great of a course this is. But I do like Mickelson. I think that price is pretty is good there at ten six, and it allows you to pick up a lot of the guys that that, that I like down in that eight and seven k range. Um, I do think you know you talked about just kind of going for broke, taking some flyers this week. Berger could be that guy. I mean, you mentioned what Fanshare said as far as his ownership. Yeah, I know he's coming off two straight wins here. I don't think he'll win three in a row. But I still think this is a course where he can find his form in, form on because he's played here uh, and played well every single time he's played. Um, I like when you have a guy that's coming on a course that he loves and feels comfortable on. I think he can get back in form. Um, so I, I do think that – and Berger, you know, looking at stats, he checks the box and approach. Also, um, driving accuracy. One of the things I looked at is bogey avoidance and double bogey avoidance uh, because, as I mentioned when I was talking about the course, there is a ton of trouble out here. You have to avoid the big numbers. This course literally, I mean, it is one of the toughest on on tour as far as giving up bogeys and double bogeys. So I think that's a key stat to look at as well, is who who are the guys that are going to avoid those big numbers? And Daniel Berger fits that category too. So I think you can take a flyer on him, especially in some GPPs.
1: All right, I'll I'll give you that. Um, The risk it for the biscuit play of the week for me is Billy Horschel. I'm going to play Billy Horschel at (laughs) $9,700. The sixth highest price joker in this field, which i I borderline throw up in my mouth as I say that right now, some of you may have just swerved your car off the road i apologize um at ninety seven hundred dollars for billy horschel is a it it's scary it's scary a f as the as the as the youth like to say but i'm i'm gonna do it i he's been putting the daylights out of the golf ball lately. I pray to God that continues. Um, And if his ball striking ways of old can kind of come back a little bit, I think he'd make a good play. I I mean, I really like the 9K range. Finau is projected to be the chalk, then Charles, then Billy, then On in terms of ownership on Fanshare Sports and start rankings. So, and and I like all these guys, really. Um, I could – I'm going to have more of, of Horschel, and I'm probably going to have... I'm going to, I'm going to watch this projection on Schwartzel and Binion because I think it could fluctuate and maybe even flip-flop before lineup block on, on Thursday. I think their ownership is going to be close. Uh, but I like both of them, and I may end up fading female. I'm I'm probably going to play him a good bit next week for the U.S. Open. I may end up fading him. Right now, he's projected to be like the fifth highest owned guy in the field. That may be where I said I'm going to get a little. I'm going to get a little frisky this week. I may fade a big name and a guy like Finau, who I do think could play well here. And if you just want to play him, play him. But that may be where I try to gain a little a little leverage and pivot around him in those 9K guys. Um, I, I just like having a lot of these 9K and 8K guys with a weak field like this. I just want the bulk of my player pool to be guys who I feel better about in a tournament like this. I know it's kind of wide open and, you know, it, it, it lends itself to the studs and duds approach as the contrarian approach. But I think, you know, if you talk to sharp players who win a lot of money over a long period of time, like your Justin Van Zudens of the world, they would tell you that, you know, having a player pool that is built up mainly of, you know, guys who are going to be a little more consistent and low owned, which you're going to get, I mean, you can't roster everybody here. I think it could pay off. So. That's kind of my, my thoughts for the 9K range. What about you?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I see what you're saying about uh, about Tony Finau. I, I do like him this week, though. Um, I mean, you look at approach, strokes gained off the tee. Um, his bogey avoidance comes in in the top 15 in the field. Also scrambling. I, think, I, I just feel like he's hard to fade for me, um, but I see what you're saying there. But uh, I do think I'll have some Finau. Charles Schwartzel is just if you want to to win money, probably play him this week because I'm not going to play him because I just can't stand him after what he did to me last week. And you know what? That's probably not the smartest thing to do. But I'm just I'm going to fade him. Um, So that means probably finished second here last year. By the way, yeah, he did finish second here last year. So, um, but I just don't like his form, um, and he's really not. There's really nothing that jumps out at me as far as his stats are concerned. Um, Totally with you on Billy Horschel. Uh, I, I. I think he is a, a great play this week. Um, you know, just great history, history here. That's yeah. that's what that's why he's up there, obviously. Yeah. The, yeah, that's that's the reason. But still I do like him this week. Um and then I think on is is probably my, my next favorite guy. Just great recent form with that second place finish last week, checks a box and approach off the tee, uh, bogey avoidance and scrambling. So all of those he's checking boxes. So I, I like some Ben on. At 9,200, I will have a decent amount of him as well.
1: Now, I want to stop here for a second. We've got, uh, of all the guys we've mentioned so far, all of them have qualified for the U.S. Open except for Billy Horschel. Um, and by the way, Benny On is now in due to some of the withdrawals and stuff like that, how it's all shaken out. Based on World Golf ranking points, whether he makes the cut or he doesn't, plays or he doesn't. He will be in the U.S. Open next week, Um, so now he's in. So everyone that we've, everyone from the top that we've mentioned all the way through Benny on is in the U.S. Open, except for Billy Horschel. He he can get in with a win. So just you know, a little extra motivation, I think, for Billy Ho. I think he wants to play well um, and keep it going, keep up the form. Well,
2: Um, I'm surprised. I thought in. Maybe I tuned out and you didn't. You mentioned this and I just didn't listen to it. But, you know, one of the things, too, on the opposite end of that is if you see a guy like DJ or DJ is the best example, I think. But if, if things don't go well on Thursday, you could see a withdrawal. So that's something to think about as well. I
1: mean, I, I did mention that you checked out. I, in fact, I cited DJ withdrawing two years ago. After nine holes with a wrist injury, I was yeah, yeah, clearly okay.
2: Good job, though. Um, That was great. I'm glad you you pointed that out too. Yeah, thanks to everyone. Uh, Also,
1: so far, all the guys I've mentioned that I like—Stenson, Horschel, um, Schwartzel, Binion, and even Finau—over on fantasy draft, I'm totally good with. Um, And. Yeah, I got some. There's some guys down here later that we'll get to that I think present better values on fantasy draft than on DraftKings. So we'll get to those in a minute. But for now, at the top of the range, it's pretty even value on both sites. So I'll play. I'll play both of those guys. All right, let's start off in the 8K range, Pat. Let me let me have who you got in the in the 8K range. It's pretty chalky guys in here too.
2: It really is. But for me, it starts with Steve Stricker at 8800. I love him this week. He is one of my favorite plays. Um, You know, checking the box in recent form. He, you know, he made it into the U.S. Open out of the sectionals and played very well on Monday doing that. Um, Played well in Fort Worth and also at the Players' Championship. Um, His course history is good. Second last year, uh, checks the box in scrambling, driving accuracy, proximity, and strokes gained approach. So I think Stricker's just a great play. It's a perfect course for him. Um, so I, I do. I think he is. He's one of my favorite plays here at the eighty-eight hundred um, price tag. Um, I like. I like some Charles Howell at eighty-six hundred. Um, he's eleventh in bogey avoidance. He is sixteenth in the field and scrambling. Recent form has been pretty good. Oh, here's the thing with his recent form is always good because he just makes every single freaking cut. Um, he's got decent course histories here, so I do like some Charles Howell. Um, I'm going to kind of keep it up above the 7,500 range. Um, 8,500. Why don't you I mean, just do the whole do the 8K range? Tell me who you like. Whole you AK. want the whole 8K range? Okay. Yeah. How about some Affie Barnrat? 8,400. I like him, especially in GPPs. Top 15 last week. He's made 17 of 18 cuts this year. With six top fifteen finishes in those uh, seventeen cuts that he's made. All right, hold on. Uh, let me stop you there. He's actually tied on FanShare for
1: one, two, three, four, five, the sixth highest start count for the week on FanShare, tied with Brooks Kepka and Peter Uline for um, for ownership. So I, I still
2: don't think his ownership Barnrat gonna... may not
1: be as as a, as much of a pivot as you think. I, I'm not saying I don't like him. I'm just saying. He's he's getting talked up. Well, I didn't. Did I say he was a pivot? You said especially in GPPs, Pat, which would elude to you thinking he well, was just a low-owned he, leverage play.
2: Well, I do think considering, um, I think Luke List right beneath him is going to be a guy that's probably going to be. Um, you know, he's, he's the always, number. He's the number one highest projected owned guy. Okay, so maybe he is a good pivot. Anyway. Screw yeah. you. I like him as a freaking GPP <laughs> player. Um, who else do I got in this range? Uh, I like Harris English. Uh, obviously, has won here before. As a GPP player, I think he's going to be lower. And he, this guy's hit or miss every single week. So, But you know, if we're just taking flyers, I do like some Harris English. But he did finish T20 at Fort Worth. So he's got, you know, found his game a little bit just a couple weeks ago. And since the Arnold Palmer Invitational, he's been playing pretty well. Um, I think this is a guy that you're just going to hate. So that's fine because I, I like when I pick guys that you don't like. Um, another bulldog, Chris Kirk at 8,000. I like him. stroke gained off the tee, proximity, driving accuracy, bogey avoidance, and scrambling. All of those, he's checking boxes for me. At 8,000, I think Chris Kirk is a, is a good play there. So there you but go. Who's the one you thought I would hate? Harris English. No, actually I have some Harris English. I
1: have him here circled. So agreement there. And and it goes back to my my in it this week. I mean, imagine starting a lineup, paying ninety seven hundred for Billy Horschel and eighty one hundred for Harris English.
2: Seems high for sure. You wanna
1: jump off a bridge. So but I'm doing it. I I, I agree with you. I'm gonna buy into the course history. I'm gonna buy into the weak field. Um he has been playing a little better, um, so he, he popped for me. I'm, I'm with you. And, and right now, the chalk plays in this range, according to FanshareSports.com. I already mentioned Luke List, number one. Um, uh, Uline is pretty popular. Neiman is pretty popular. Affy Barnrat, those are the top four. Stricker and Charles Howell and Chris Kirk are kind of in the middle. And then your lowest-owned guys in this range are um, Ryan Palmer, J.B. Holmes, Harris English. So um, for me, I I like Neiman. I'm going to play some Neiman. I mean, this kid is unreal, apparently. Um I've really had very little exposure to him to this point, but me either. But God, he's, he's obviously a, a freaking good player. So I I'll have some exposure to him. I, I might be a little underweight if he's, you know, fifteen percent. I'm I'm not gonna have that much of him. I like Stricker a little more. I'm with you on old man Stricker, a T two here in twenty sixteen. Um he's in good form. So I like Stricker. Um I'm probably gonna go ahead and fade. U line and list and GPPs. I hate to say that, but I think I'm going to do it. Um, I think Uline's it's a good a, fade.
2: I really yeah. do. I, I think U line's in
1: fantastic form. Uh, I could see
2: him being a little volatile here, though. I don't know. Um, I could just I'm see more being... inclined to fade list than I am U line. I think, I think. See, Uline's... I'm less inclined to fade because I mean,
1: list has played well on kind of club down courses off the tee. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm saying it in GPPs Now, now let me say this Because now we're at this, this point uh, I, I'm, I've been trying to work in A few more cash plays for folks Who I know to play cash games So if you're a 50-50, a double up Kind of a cash game player I picked four guys That if I were playing cash Here are four guys I would start my lineup with And I would fill it in from there And they are Steve Stricker Who you mentioned I like him in GPPs as well Benny on. GPPs and cash. Luke List. I'm going to fade in GPPs, but I think he's a great cash play. And Chris Kirk. I mean, it's another week where Chris Kirk's in the field. Guess what? That means DBs on Chris Kirk because I freaking love Chris Kirk. Um, so that's where I would start cash lineups this week: is Stricker, List, Kirk, and Benny Ann. But in GPPs in this range for me, it's Neiman, Stricker, Harris English, and Chris Kirk. I'm with you on English, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a shot. Um, and I think Kirk, man, Kirk feels like something something new about old Kirk this this year. Like, he's just – he's having a few – he's having, like, one or two bad rounds, but he's also having, like, two to three just really good rounds. Um, he just can't put four together. But he's he's close, I feel like.
2: I feel like well, this is an and, event
1: he could sneak up and win.
2: Well, and you look at his last four tournaments, I mean, 8th, forty six. You know T eleventh at Fort Worth, and then fifty second last week at the Memorial, gained almost twenty strokes on the field in those those four events. So I mean he's he's solid. I mean that's that's not bad at all, and and I don't mind that eight. I mean in a, in a field like this too, you know you could argue he could be priced higher, and I like that eight thousand dollar price. So, um. So, do you, should, should, let me
1: interrupt this program because I just got a text from one of our key caddies. I know this is your favorite part of the show, Pat. But I just got a text from 15-plus year caddy on the PGA Tour who just left TPC Southwind. And even though you, Pat, are grumpy about stuff like this, there may be some listeners that want to hear this. So he's given us some feedback on TPC Southwind as he has just walked off the golf course. Do you mind if I share that with the listeners? I'll hit the please highlights. Please share. Okay. Not much to talk about in terms of the greens, just kind of average across the board. Fairways, average to tight Um, A little on the faster side. Should be really fast by Sunday with no rain expected, uh, which you kind of alluded to already. Um, Not much rough around the greens. Not much around the fairway either. Kind of average for Bermuda. Um, He mentioned that bombers can go ahead and have at it and rip away. Um, He said that memphis is not really a hot spot for a lot of tour players but it does help to have experience with the bermuda so target guys who succeed on bermuda surfaces both on the putting greens and um the grasses in the rough dealing with flyers things like that which you and i kind of got into it about a couple weeks ago um One of the questions we always like to ask these guys is, is experience essential or can first-timers compete? He says, first-timers definitely can compete. Not real tricky. You just have to know where to miss it when you hit it in the rough. Um, And finally, he says, um, key stats for him. Um, he just thinks putting matters because he says that every week. But it—he's yeah, he's not doing that what every—he's not doing what we do. Uh, but he talked about strokes gained off the tee, um, and strokes gained approach, which we already said. So there you go. I made that short and simple. But you know, I think there's some nuggets in there. Bombers keep ripping. Um, Bermuda experience, first timers—you can feel safe about. Um, yeah, it doesn't feel—it doesn't seem like the rough is all that gnarly. So there you go. There you go. Caddy Insight. We interrupt this broadcast. All right, let's hit the 7Ks. We got more guys to talk about here in the 7Ks. A ton, a ton of folks here, Pat. Um, by the way, Chris Kirk, slight value over on Fantasy Draft. Slight, slight value. But more of those coming in the 7K range. All right, 7K feels a little weird to me because you got a lot of guys who – You know, that's why I really like the 8K and 9K range, because I feel like you have definite cut makers. But when I'm paying, you know, $7,600 for Corey Connors, you know, I have him circled here. I kind of like him, but he doesn't feel like the safest play at $7,600, which you're going to get in a weak field. But, you know, that's why I just don't want a ton of my GPP player pool being made up of a bunch of guys in the 7K range. You could have you can have all the DJ and, and Brooks and Phil exposure in the world, but if you got to have, you know, nine guys in your 20 man pool for a GPP out of the 7K range, and none of them are real slam dunks to make the cut, you're going to be sweating and you're probably going to be screwed because five or six of them are going to miss a cut and you're done. So, um, for me, I like Kevin Tway. I'm going to continue to ride the form on Kevin Tway. Um, the ones that I feel the best about are Kevin Tway, Trey Mullinax at 7500, tied for 18th here last year, stamped his ticket to the U.S Open. Um, those are really the, I mean the ones I feel the best about are, are those two, and then at 7100, our boy Joel Damon. Gino Benelli, friend of the podcast, Caddy, been on the show. He loops for Joel Damon. I mean, Joel's been playing really well right now at 7,100. He's gained 14 strokes in his last six events on tour. He finished 18th here last year. However, he's getting some chatter. He is currently the eighth highest start tag on FanShare Sports. So it feels like a lot of people are going to go to Joel. We'll see what the ownership ends up being. I mean, I'll be shocked if Joel Damon gets above 10% ownership. But he does feel like a pretty safe bet down at 7,100 to make the cut. So those are the guys I feel the best about. I have other guys in here, but, Pat, why don't you tell me, in the whole 7K range, who are the players you feel the best about?
2: Oh, wow. So I, I definitely uh, am with you on Joel. I think he's a, he's a great pick. Um, I love some Chez Revy this week. I think this is one of those courses where he, he can play well on. He's gained 25 strokes on the field over his last five events here. He was T4th last year. Uh he's third in the field in driving accuracy, also checks the box and uh strokes gained off the tee, proximity and bogey avoidance. So I think reevee is probably the guy that I'm most confident about. Um I do like Kevin Chappell, and he's he's a guy that's not coming in off a good recent form. Um He he tied with reevee last year with a fourth place finish here at this event, gained 18 strokes on the field over the last five years. I think he though is is probably a pretty good GPP play, Um, and he does check the box in proximity, uh, and approach and off the tee. So I think Chapel is a good play at seventy eight hundred on DraftKings. I'm probably going to take some flyers on Braden Thornberry. This is a guy that is this is a this is a kind of a local event for him. He qualified for the U.S. Open on Monday. Um, He finished fourth here last year as an amateur. He's a pro now. Um, I think he's worth a GPP shot at seventy seven hundred. So I do think I will play. This is an ultra talented. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen him play, but I have, and he is he is one of the next big things. Um, so I do like him at seventy seven hundred. I know that price tag sounds weird and too high, but I think there's a reason for that. So I do like Thornberry. Um, look, that's a GPP play. I'm not saying like play him in cash because it's definitely going to be a risky play. But this guy I mean, comes. He finished,
1: in, he finished fourth year last year.
2: That's what I'm saying. He comes in. Yeah. Um. You know, as an amateur last year, finishes fourth, not afraid at all. Um. So I think he's he's definitely a good play, and we've seen with a guy like Jaqueen, you know, Jaco Neiman, who's been playing just ripping up the tour since Did he you just say on. Jaqueen and Jocko. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You know. Why I said that. Because I didn't know if I said his name correctly the first time, and then I was listening to a lot of PGA Tour radio over the weekend, and they kept like referring him as Jaco, which I don't know who gave him that nickname or if they just decided that was going to be his nickname. <laughs> but that's the thing I love about listening to um, you know, either PGA Tour radio on like XM or even any broadcast is that I feel like they always are just like making up nicknames for people. And maybe yeah, it's because they're nice. like me and they can't pronounce their first name in the first place. I believe it's pronounced Joaquin. I believe, but I
1: could yeah. be wrong. Mm. So good. So there you so go. So Thorn, Thornberry, that's a good GPP play. I mean, that's what you're looking for. Boomer bust, low owned guy. He's, he's, you know, that that's, I, I'm with you. I don't have him circled, but so those are the guys you feel best about.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Now I think Chad Campbell at seven thousand is a Whoa. is a decent play as well. Whoa. Now look, recent form it's whatever, but he's made eight straight cuts at this event. Um, he was t thirteen Byron Nelson, so you know at least he's got some decent form we've got to come, you know come in on. But there you go. Um, I already mentioned Corey Connors. He's kind of a guy
1: I'm like okay on. Um, but honestly, like if you look at Corey Connors, uh, first of all, let's talk about Ben Crane. Uh, you know, course history, Ben Crane, 35 strokes gained in the last five years here. Uh, currently he is the highest tagged golfer in this 7K range on fan You know, I don't know what he's projected at, but I'll pass on a chalky Ben Crane. I think I'm
2: going to pass on Crane. I just can't. Yeah. Too chalky um, for me
1: yeah so I mentioned that Tway, Mullinax and Damon are my favorites in the 7K. However, you know, to me, if you look above 7500, other than Mullinax and Kevin Tway, you really don't have guys that you feel that much better about than you do guys below 7500k. like I mean, so I like Scott Piercy, Harold Varner, um, Keith Mitchell is interesting back down to 7300 after a horrible week last week. But we know what he can do. We know how he can score DraftKings points. Austin Cook has a really good record here. Um Vaughn Taylor's been playing well, plays okay here. And then JT Poston, who, you know, doesn't have a record here, but he is a accuracy short game fool who's been playing okay lately. He's gained ten strokes in his last six events. Uh, he's got a couple top twenty-fives, I believe. Um, you know, I, I don't feel any better about guys like Andrew Putnam, Shez Revy, C.T. Pan, Brian Gay. I don't feel any better about any of those guys than I do the guys I just mentioned. Piercy, Varner, Mitchell, Austin Cook, Von Taylor, and J.T. Poston. So those are See, those I are some other feel, guys I'll sprinkle I, I, in.
2: I disagree there, but... Really? I feel much better about Revy than I do Piercy. Coming in in terrible recent form, um... HV three, I'm not. I can't disagree with you there. But I, I, don't I mean, let's know. be honest. Revi's recent form is not great. It, he's gained two
1: strokes in the last six weeks on the PGA Tour. This is not Chez Revi of January and February. He sucks. No, really. I just yeah. He does but have then, a good history no, but, here.
2: But when he when he comes back on courses like this where he's got good course history, I think it it makes more sense to play him um, versus a guy like Piercy who's just – I think Piercy's more of a a stat guy for this course, right? I mean, he missed a cut here last year. Yeah, he
1: he fits the the stat category as well. I mean, I still think it's hard to argue that he's in worse form than Chez Reevy. I mean, also just – I mean, I know it was a team event, but he won the Zurich with Billy Horschel. Yeah, I don't really – that doesn't really – Yeah, but it means more than Chez Reavy's nothing
2: since March – That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he was thirtieth at the players. I mean, in a strong field event. That's not terrible for a guy at seventy six hundred.
1: No. But yeah. Anyway.
2: All right. Anybody I want to mention one guy that I do think is a pretty good GPP play, and that's Sam Ryder at seventy four hundred. I think he is certainly worth playing. He's tenth in the field in proximity. Uh checkbox and approach, bogey avoidance, and you know, I think I mean his recent form isn't Yeah, it's not terrible. So um so I'm okay. Okay. I think I think he could be a good GPV play also. All right, let's button this up. The 6K
1: range, I'm not going to have a ton here. Let's look at fanshare. So, right now, there is an overwhelming favorite play in the 6K range on fanshare. An overwhelm he has three times the amount of start calls than the next player in the 6K range, according to fanshare. So Matt Jones appears to be the chalky play down here. Um and then it's a it's a pretty significant drop-off to the point where it probably doesn't matter. So Matt Jones may be, if you're going to fade somebody in the 6K due to ownership, it may be Matt Jones. Um, but for me, I mean, I like the play if you want to play him. You want to pair him with DJ and, you know, have some chalk and then mix it up, you can do that. I won't have a lot of guys here. I do like Answer. I like Stallings. Stallings, you know, had... We just had him on the show not too long ago. He qualified for the u s Open. This is kind of a hometown event for him. He lives in Tennessee he's gained twenty three strokes here in the last five years. His form has not been good, but I think him and his his caddy John Yarbrough, have found a little magic here lately, and hopefully they can keep the momentum going. I know he feels good and he's planning on playing this event um you know all four days. so I think Stalling's is interesting. Uh, he's the guy I like probably the most other than that like that's probably all I'm going to have. In terms of like a GPP pool, that's it. So there's a couple of guys down here that are, are I'm interested in, but I'm not going to say anything because it's just not worth
2: it. Anybody else for you? There's something to be said for JP, for John Peterson. Yeah. I mean, he
1: sa- he did say he feels really good this week. I mean, that's what he told us. And, he, yeah, he's got two tournaments left to make his money, uh, and he's going to lose his card or keep his card. So. Uh, he's got two events, and he says he's going to go to commercial real estate if he doesn't get it done. So, <laughs> so pulling for Je- John Peterson. Hopefully, he gets it done. Um, so, I mean, maybe a GPP flyer. Maybe if you're playing in a huge GPP and you need somebody down there, go ahead, rip rip off a little John Peterson. I think that's fine. Um, I, I mentioned that I had some fantasy draft values. I according to their where they fall on fantasy draft versus where they fall. On DraftKings, Chris Kirk is a slight value. Kevin Tway and Corey Connors um, and Andrew Putnam, all kind of in the same range. They're all a value on Fantasy Draft co- as opposed to uh, to DraftKings. And a pretty significant value is Harold Varner on Fantasy Draft. So if you do want to have a little HV3 exposure, he's a really solid value on Fantasy Draft. Um, so there you go. And come play with us over there on the in the Tour Card GPP, $25 entry. Check that out. Um, pat before we get to one and done i want to remind everybody of the chalk bomb every wednesday night listen listen the chalk bomb is is you know we'll be honest hadn't been great so far this year in terms of our picks but it's the chalk bomb it's it's the guy that we're saying is the fade of the week that everyone else is playing and everyone is is playing them because they probably have a good record there they're probably in good form and they probably are a good stat fit So it's not a shocker to see the Chalk Bomb play well. That's why they're the Chalk Bomb. They're the Chalk because everyone expects them to play well. So it's not a shocker to see them play well. We do everything we can to find reasons why they shouldn't play well. And then we put that out there and say, if you want to gain an edge, here you go. They're going to be high-owned. If they suck or trunk slam, you get an edge. And that's important when it comes to winning GPPs. So so there's that. But aside from that, the Chalk Bomb email is so much more than that. You get a ton of incredible information on game theory and you get the 10 facts that help you make lineups and pick guys and rule guys out and bring guys back in your player pool. If you are setting lineups prior to reading the Chalk Bomb on Wednesday evenings, you're messing it up. You're messing it up. And if you're setting lineups before that, you need to read the Chalk Bomb and then go back and adjust because it's really good content and it's all for free. And the way you get it is you go to tourjunkies.com, you click on the contact page, you fill out the form, and just in the body of that form, just say, hit me with the Chalk Bomb. And and then you send that email. You're going to get another email to your inbox. You need to opt in. It's a double opt-in process, people. So if you're not getting the Chalk Bomb email, it may be because you didn't opt in. So check that. Click the button. You should be good. That'll come out Wednesday evening. It's fantastic. Our boy Ben Little does a fantastic job on that. I don't want to give all of this away, but I'll give you a good tease. One of my new favorite uh, parts of the chalk bomb is what he does with the, uh, with the betting lines and how the betting lines differ from DraftKings and fantasy draft pricing. Really good stuff in terms of theory and selecting players there. It's, it's good, good stuff. So check that out if you haven't already. Pat, you uh, you ready to get in on this one and done? Yes, I am ready. All right. Um, my one and done is going to be a guy who um, I never thought I'd be using this year, but I'm going to use him. Joaquin Neiman is my one and done.
2: Wow. Or Jock Quinn. <laughs> you're, you're, Jocko, you're, you're desperate. <laughs> I'm very um, desperate. Um, yes, I am. I'm going to go Steve
1: Stricker. Okay, I like it stricker and neiman it's gonna be one of those yeah very nice very nice um anything else we got pat it's a good week we got the uh the u.s open next week you will not want to miss that we may have it out early for you too by the way may have it out early don't forget to hit up the instagram that's at tour underscore junkies we will have some great ig stories live from champions retreat the member guest me and pat team tour junkies taking it down it should be a good time
2: anything else, Bud? Man, that's all I got ready for a great week at the member guest. And then U.S. Open. Cannot wait.
1: There we go. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for putting up with us a day late. We'll be back maybe a day early for the U.S. Open. May your screens be green.
0: See ya. Oh. When we go out to eat, we never agree on where to go. I want burgers. Pizza. Tacos it is. The one thing we do agree on is we all want unlimited high-speed data. That's why we switched to MetroPCS. Stop by MetroPCS with the whole family and get four lines with unlimited LTE data for just $100, period. MetroPCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Requires new line. During congestion, the fraction of customers using more than 35 gigs per month may notice reduced speeds. Video streams at up to 40p. No tethering. See store for details and terms and conditions